The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. It's summer, and a lot of people are at the cottage or camping. And if you think back, if you think back and remember when you would hear stories being told around the campfire when you were cottaging or camping, maybe a story about some incident, uh, some innocent or unassuming situation. The storyteller's voice softens as the story unfolds, and the listeners listen even closer. Things become so silent, you could hear a twig snap. Until the twist, when something horrifically frightening happens, and it enters the story, and at that time the storyteller's voice suddenly raises, and everyone either squeals, gasps, or makes a sudden movement away from the storyteller. Well, it is summer, and a lot of people are moving. It all starts off innocent and unassuming. The process seems to be moving along well at a busy and steady pace. And you finally move in and get a chance to put your feet up. And the hum of the moving softens and you finally have a chance to listen a little closer. The busyness in your mind softens and things become so silent you could hear a leak drip. Until the twist, when something horrifically frightening enters the story. At that time, voices start to raise in everyone, and, and you either hear squeals or gas, or make people make sudden movements away from the horrifically frightening event. And that's where we come in. Each and every week, we take on and we talk about and interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it, And we try to help protect our listeners by informing you ahead of time of those horrifically frightening home seller, home buyer, and home owner situations. This is Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM. And I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And today in the studio, co-hosting with me and selfieing, us as we go. We Facebook have Live, Dale. Facebook Live. Hello, Facebook Live. We have Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty. Uh, welcome back to the show, Jody. Thank you, Dale, for having me again. Yeah, well, you're a regular on the show. Um, everybody, everybody says how much they enjoy hearing you. So, so selfishly, in order for my show to be popular, I keep inviting you. Aw, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to come. I love chatting with you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, people yeah, people say nice things to me, too. But they, whenever Carol Ann is on the show, oh. I get all these comments about how much people like to hear Carol Ann on the show. I hear all these comments about how much I like to, they like to hear you on the show. And believe it or not, Dave Smith... <laughs> Dave Smith, (laughs) Pillar to Post Home Inspector. I get a lot of endearing comments, but they're they're 
their their perspective is slightly different of mm-hmm. why they like Dave. Right. But they still they love him. They so love the banter between the two of you. Yeah, Dave Dave yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's just leave it there. So Jody today today we're gonna be looking at some various topics mm. that will stem off of our main topic, which is basically buyer beware mm-hmm. caveat emptor versus disclosure in the real estate industry. And so we need to, we're going to look at what does the seller and what does the real estate sales representative and brokers need to disclose to potential buyers and and that's the that's the main the main theme here the main theme i love it and and i i i i, I think jody mm-hmm. and we talked about this just before we came into the studio moments ago we're so busy what are we doing taking <laughs> off taking on such a very complex topic like this. I don't know. You know what? I know what it is. One, I've gone to several trade shows recently, and disclosure has been a big topic. Um, our REM magazine that I get over email. Yeah. Again, just recently, just I believe it was just this week or last week, big article about disclosure. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously something that is at the forefront of people's minds. Um, There's a lot going on in the world today. Um, You've got all your environmental issues happening. People want to know, do we disclose that? We've got in Port Hope, the Port Hope Area Initiative. Do we need to disclose that? Mm -hmm. There's people dying in their homes now. They're not going to hospitals to die anymore. They're dying at home. Do we need to disclose that? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of questions around what is and what isn't necessary to disclose. Well, here we go. And, and before we get started here, let's do uh, the snapshot report for August 1st, 2019. This is your local report on what's happening in the Northumberland real estate market. There have been 148 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that number is up two sales since last week's report. It leaves us with an inventory of 489 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately $435,000. Does that seem normal yet to you, Jody, when we say that's the average Oh, does it seem normal? <laughs> it just—it's just so high. It seems to me it's ridiculously high. When, yeah. when I think about you know just ten years ago, the average house was what two hundred and something. Yes. So in ten years, it's doubled. And I think about people's salaries and what they're making today. That hasn't doubled from ten years ago. I think I've uh, been doing this show going on just about completing five years soon, and I believe when I started doing the show and reporting stats every week, I believe the number was around 283. Yeah, see? That's only, that's less than five years ago. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Anyways, during the past year, people have been receiving on average approximately 98% of their list price in a market time of 46 days. And we are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on the past month's trend. And that means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.3 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. How do I get this amazing information 
And some people, I, I, maybe some people just sit through this and can't <laughs> wait till it's over. Their yeah. eyes glaze yeah, over, their eyes the ears shut down. <laughs> but if you're in the middle of a transaction or about to enter the, the, the real estate arena, it's very interesting information, and it's, it's information that can help you. And so how I get this information, while well, I research it on Northumberland, all these Northumberland County statistics, on a system called CoreLogic's Matrix System, and that is a system for the local realtors only. And so if you're interested in this kind of information, talk to your local realtor because they can help find this information, and they can even detail it more and get it uh, in the price band you're dealing with, in the local area you're dealing with, not just overall in Northumberland County, and the price band you're in. So today's mortgage rates, they stay steady. Five-year fixed is as low as uh, 2.69%, and a five-year variable as low as 2.85%. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker extraordinaire, Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Just uh, a, a note that uh, the last summer hazardous waste days are coming up here next week in Coburg. And if you have hazardous waste in your house, that's the way to get rid of that hazardous waste. So what would you do on August 7 or August 10 between the hours of 8.30 a.m. and 2 p.m.? You'd go to 60 Elgin Street West in Coburg. And that is a current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events here in Northumberland County. Jody, just before we get into this controversial topic, I would just like to remind everybody that the views and opinions <laughs> expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station of the North Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors or any other real estate brokerage or realtor. There's just simply our views and opinions at this time. So buyer beware versus disclosure in the real estate industry. Um, what does the seller what does the real estate representative and the brokers need to disclose to potential buyers? I, I just want to start this off, Jody, with uh, something from uh, later on in the show. I, I copied and pasted part of a, a case study. And this case study uh, comes from an article written by a real estate lawyer out of Barrie, Ontario, I believe. Her name is Sherry Elliott. And she wrote an article on, on REM online which is real estate magazine online and this was done june 5th 2019 and sherry sums up the complexity and uncertainty of this topic that we are just going to settle <laughs> in the next in the next 49 40 minutes 48 minutes <coughs> and um and she she writes this in the article uh, about the case study she's writing uh she says the finding in this case has been my position for years I've researched and written, presented about the topic of disclosure extensively. I've made many an enemy over this very topic. While this case provides much needed confirmation to the status of the law, and in brackets, absence legislation to the contrary, it is easy to understand why it is such a difficult area of the law. Hmm. So that's a real <coughs> estate lawyer who has studied this up extensively. Hopefully she's listening this morning. 
<laughs> a lot of tongue in cheek, right? And 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 so, do you remember how we got onto this topic? Because we talked about this two and a half weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, I'm not really sure how we got onto this topic. I can't remember. We a lot has happened in two weeks, Dale. Yeah, we started talking about how in the environment. Oh, that's right. I had read an article in REM yeah. about how the environmental factors, such as global warming, mm. is affecting sellers and buyers in their house or home negotiations and how much should you be revealing mm -hmm. and realtors really need to understand global warming if they're going to continue to sell real estate yeah so so we talked about that and then we had mm. to back it up a bit because then we thought well it's more about disclosure really yes it's just one of those one of those items within the whole disclosure um arena arena yeah <laughs> so I, I think then we, we, we come along an article by Mark Weisletter, mm -hmm. who's a real estate lawyer and speaker, and he's a contributor for a number of, of publications, which includes REM. And, and so a lot of what, a lot of the material I have anyways, is going to be referencing uh, some of his work. Yeah, and actually I was at a realtor conference up in Toronto. Um, they hold a big trade show every year and he was a speaker there. So I went to his seminar. He's a fabulous speaker, knows his stuff inside mm -hmm. and out. And he was providing clauses for realtors to use with regards to disclosure and saying what was necessary and what wasn't. And this is the law. And, uh, a lot of what I understood disclosure to be, he was saying, no, legally, you don't have to disclose that. I'm going, whoa, what? That's what, make, that's what makes this such a, a, a key topic because mm -hmm. you would just think the, your realtor is going to know. Yep. And, and, and I'd, like, I'd like to just sit here and say, you know, just your realtor is going to know. But... But like that real estate lawyer said, it's so convoluted, mm -hmm. and and you can hear one thing, and and in that case study that we'll look at in a while, I mean you can't blame your lawyer and say there's incompetence there because in that case study, the lower court ruled on one thing, and then the appeal court said no, you got you got the law wrong, right to the lower court. So it, it's not a matter of your realtor. Uh, not being competent, your realtor is a realtor. Exactly. Not a judge. Not a judge. Not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't live in the court system. Yeah. Uh, and and again, the law is very black and white, but it's also very subjective, depending on who's hearing the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or is it, yeah. And and did all the factors get presented the, the way that they should have been? Yeah. Or the way that things happened. Mm -hmm. So, and I know my reality is very different from your reality, even though we're experiencing the same thing. We mm -hmm. experience it differently based yeah. on our, our own histories. And who we're protecting. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we, we, te we tend to come into it on, you know, on the slant that we're, we're protecting our client. And our client, I mean, sometimes it's the buyer and the seller. That's right. Which makes complexity more complex. Yes. But uh, so why don't we start off, Jody? Okay. With and 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 Mark Weisletter, he he pointed out five different things that we need to be aware of. And the first one, he says, are patent defects. Yes. 
Can you tell us about patent defects? So patent defects are basically described as things that you can see with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. I, I can look and I can see there's mold on the ceiling. I can look and see that that tap is broken in half. Um, he's saying patent defects you do not have to disclose because the people should have seen it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That either either the uh, the buyer should have seen it or the buyer's realtor should have seen it or that a home mm -hmm. inspector should have seen it. Should have seen it. Exactly. But how many times do you go into a house and lift up a carpet or move the furniture to look for a defect? Okay, so but can we even? Can and that's another question. Yeah. Right? Um, I know a lot of times if I see an area rug down, I will lift it. Yeah. Because I want to see, is there a hole in the floor that's being hidden? Mm -hmm. Or a stain on the floor that's being hidden? Because sometimes people do that and I get it they want to sell their home and, and and I mean tell me if I'm wrong but we might we might not remove the entire area carpet but we might lift up one corner and lift it up so much and then go to another exactly. available corner it, but quite often these area carpets have some sort of piece of furniture on them somewhere mm -hmm. and we're not I mean I'm not removing the entire area carpet <laughs> But I, I will look, I will take a quick look and say, what well, you can look. why is this carpet here? Is it decoration? Is it comfort? Is it... Exactly. Is it hiding something? That's it. Yeah. I, I, interesting thing, because you brought that up right away. You went right to oh, the, yes. hidden, <laughs> the hidden carpet. <laughs> you know, Mark Mark says in, uh, in his examples of things that are patent defects, things that you ought to have found, he's saying a stain under a bed. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, really? I know, but it's something you can see. You could see, but are we, are we, and I'm just going to admit right now, because all my buyers know I'm not doing this, I'm not crawling around <laughs> each and every bed, looking around, looking underneath each bed from every angle to see if I see a, a big stain or not. Can you see me in my high heels and my skirts? Down on my hands and knees, crawling under okay. the bed looking for stains. No, right? No, and and it's he not happening. And he even he even mentioned about a hole behind a picture in that article. Yep. We're not to be handling those pictures hanging. We we don't we one we don't even know how they're hanging. That's right. What if we break it? What if we yeah? And and oh, they'll go over really well. <laughs> right. That oh oh the <clears throat> the realtor was uh, taking the picture off the wall. Right. But, but uh, you know, but, but when he says that. That's a patent defect. And yeah. all those pictures are going to be removed on closing day. And the buyer is going to walk in and see a naked house. Yeah. And discover the holes or the stains or whatever. Um, he mentioned yeah. Kitech plumbing. Yes. Uh, do, do, you, do you know a little bit that you can summarize what, what we're saying when we're saying Kitech plumbing? All you're seeing is flexible hose, but there's other plumbing out there that is flexible hose. So mm -hmm. which is K-Tech and which isn't? Yeah. I, I'm not a plumber. I don't know. And so this is, this is um, instead of seeing copper everywhere, mm -hmm. now we see a, a composite mm -hmm. material, like a plasticky material. And, and early versions in this one manufacturer named Kitech, there was there was failure in the in the mm -hmm. fittings and and so my goodness, I mean a, a fire is horrible for a home, mm -hmm. but water water's Ugh. equally as horrible. Yeah. And and so you get you get your whole system at, at house pressure 
leaking out some fitting that fails and and I believe so there's class action lawsuit against Kitech yes and it's a certain model uh, uh, during a certain time I think they're still in business that company aren't I believe they, they are yeah. yeah so they've they've obviously improved yeah and I think it's okay like four now. or five different models yeah. that were the issue but the other models were fine yeah so so that's another uh, uh, a patent you say patent I say patent <laughs> tomato tomato yeah, you're on the north side of Dale Road and <laughs> I'm on the south and uh, yeah so so those are those are some things that they're um, talking about now we're gonna go for a break but okay but this leads us to the different types of viewers that are out there mm. because we got viewers who <coughs> are they see a house and they're into the vibe and the feel and there are others very analytic and they think you know it's very home detailed home in inspector-esque mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that and then we, we just got we have so we have more of this information than I think we have time. So folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 897 FM local real estate talk. Join us in just a few moments and Jody and I will continue on disclosure in the real estate industry. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and co-host today, Jody Ledgerwood, broker of record with Northumberland Hills Realty and and SME, subject matter expert with RICO, yes. the Real Estate Council of Ontario. And and I'm going to be referencing RICO material, so I expect you have it all memorized. Oh, no, <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I'm not prepared. We, yeah, well, we didn't say much before this one. This no, one, we didn't. This is a fly by the seat of our pants. This is a fairly organic <clears throat> live show here. And so we're talking about disclosure, Jody, mm -hmm. in the real estate industry. What does a seller what is a seller required to say? What is a, a, a sales representative required to say? Um, and... Uh, and, and we were talking about the patent defects, the defects you can see. Nobody is required to notify a buyer of anything that they could see on their own. Correct. Bu buyer beware, caveat emptor. Yep. And then, uh, then I brought up just before break, there's different types of viewers. Yes. All sorts of people who look at a home differently. What, what are your thoughts when I say that? Well, I've had buyers that have looked so closely at the home that they're looking into the windowsill to see if there's any dirt. And if there's dirt, they walk away and say, nope, this house isn't for me. They don't take proper care of it. 
And then I've had other buyers that go, oh, I love the paint color. I want to buy this house because it's painted red. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they look at absolutely nothing else but the paint colors. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you get some varied buyers, and now the onus almost falls on you to really say, yeah, but you got to see this. And I've had buyers say, oh, I don't care about that. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, um, next. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I wonder, I'm going to say I wonder if there's people out there who get a home inspection report on the home they want to buy. They have their conditional offer. They want to buy it. They have that conditional deal. And they're doing the home inspection because it's the, it's the, the right thing to do. But they're going to buy that no matter what that home inspection report says. How many of them actually read the inspection report? That's what uh, interests me. They put mm-hmm. out the money. Yeah. And they take the three hours to be there. Yeah. But they don't actually read it. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say even as a buyer, we've had home inspection reports supplied to us by sellers. And I've had buyers not look at it. And then later on call me up and say, hey... So something leaks, and I say, yeah, well, that was in the home inspection report. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, what I do you do with that? You, you need, <coughs> you need, you need a home inspection. You need to read it. But yeah, the, I mean, some people, some people just are interested in the flow of a home. Yeah. If it's got a good vibe, if they can imagine how their family would live in it. That's right. The kitchen works. Yeah. Everything flows lovely. There's a feng shui happening in the home mm-hmm. and they don't care that the basement leaks no. well i don't live in my basement anyway i just use it for storage they don't care that the garage is all chewed up i don't care i don't park in my garage anyway and and not to say that those people you know aren't bringing something good to the table because you could find the um um the doctors will say pop perfect on paper yes. you know you have no problems we can see <laughs> <coughs> but you're not feeling very well so the house could be perfect on paper but it doesn't have what they're looking for so mm-hmm. all of it's very important but uh yeah so different different buyers will see different things and which makes this patent defect really really loosey goosey yeah mm-hmm. okay the other defect what is that then? the latent defect so okay. that's the defect that you can't see with your eyes um y- you can't see that the house has had water issues or because everything is cleaned up and painted over and smells mm-hmm. and looks fresh um however every fall the basement leaks every spring every fall and spring every fall and spring <laughs> <laughs> Um, Or there was a fire, and so the attic has some ash burns Mm -hmm. uh, on the trusses. That's something that most of us aren't climbing up into the attics Mm -hmm. to see, so you can't see that. Um, Those are considered latent defects with the home. Or the wiring behind the walls is aluminum. Um, You can't necessarily see that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Or somebody has drywalled over some electrical boxes knowingly. Yeah. Yes. And haven't, because that's, you're not, you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to do, do that. that. You have to put a cover there. That's right. And, and they've done it knowingly. Yeah. And so that's a potential fire hazard. That's right. And that's yeah. something that a home inspector is not going to know about. And it's something that us as realtors aren't going to know about or see. So that's something that... The law says if you know it and you can't see it, 
you must disclose it. You must. So here we are in the must be disclosed. And that that goes for seller. Mm-hmm. That goes for realtor. realtor. And, um, and now the neat thing that Mark says in this article, and he's taking it a step further, which I... I I'm gonna I'm gonna just question it. Okay. Oh my oh, goodness! Oh, oh. Yeah. You're gonna I'm question g- a lawyer? Come on. I, I'm gonna question a very seasoned real estate lawyer. That just question if he missed something, and I don't know. Okay. Because I mean, chances are right now, as we sit, it's me. <laughs> 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 but anyways, he says that this um, that this latent defect, the defect you can't see, um, must be uh, must be disclosed. If it makes a home uninhabitable or dangerous to live in. Interesting, because again, that's very subjective. It, it, it is that, and but but really and truly, um, I believed that that latent defect applied to any defect you can't see, material defect, you right? C- material, material. That's the material key word. that you can touch. Mm-hmm. Material de- uh, touch and see. Um, maybe shouldn't touch uh <laughs> that that would even affect your decision making on mm-hmm. whether you even would buy that home or would buy it for any particular price you know that mm-hmm. it would change yep. what you were willing to pay so so that's just my little two cents uh to to that part there right and and really and truly there should be you and me and maybe two other real estate lawyers in here Right, talking about those. Yeah, talking about this, and uh, as soon as we get another mic, maybe we'll uh, we'll do that show. I can share. I we're know how to do that. We're getting another mic in in the studio. Are we? I I do believe so. Whole new system is coming in here. Um, next time you're in here, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Something to look forward to now. All right. So these latent defects. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, the other thing, and maybe you can tell me about this. It says in, in Mark's article that the seller knows. Mm-hmm. How about the wording knows or ought to have known? That's a tricky, that's, it's really tricky because you also have to be able to prove that the seller knew. So if the seller did the work or experienced the defect themselves, then yes, they should have known and they should disclose. However, if they had a flood, they fixed it themselves, they didn't tell anybody, how do you prove it was there? They didn't make an insurance claim, they didn't talk to anybody, they just went and got their little shop facts, they got a couple fans and blowers, sucked out the water, and all was good. And then the buyers buy the house, and the following spring, same issue happens. Mm-hmm. How do you prove that the sellers knew if there's no paper trail and no witnesses to the fact that the sellers knew. How, how do you prove, well, you, the buyer, you, you move in, and the next spring it's leaking on you, and your neighbor walks up and says, hey, Dale, what's going on? And you say, ah, we, we got a leak in the basement. And they say, oh, yeah, Joe before you <laughs> had, had these same people or the people you hired to come in and help say, yeah, we, we were actually here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Now, now you've got a paper trail. Now you've got proof that they knew. Yeah. Right? But without the proof, it's hard 
to be able to say you should have known. And yeah. and back to environmental factors, global warming, houses that have never ever in their entire existence have flooded, all of a sudden are flooding. Because things are changing. Yeah. Things are changing. So, I mean, and, and the ought to have known, mm -hmm. right? Okay, let's, let's do that same example you just said. House, house has been leaking for 10 years, mm -hmm. every spring and fall. Yep. And, <laughs> and so every 10 years, and you're getting quite a bit of water, and it's coming out from the bottom of the walls in the baseboard, say, in your basement, because maybe you have it finished. You have it drywalled. Yep. And so you've been doing that for 10 years, and you've just been sucking it up and then repainting and, and, and you know, fixing it like that. And then in year number 10, you actually hire somebody, and they go outside and they dig, and they put the pr proper barriers and the proper drainage, and now it's no longer leaking. And you sell it, and so you, knew, you know you fixed it. Yeah. But you sell it, and then the people that buy it off you find out later that black mold's coming through the wall. So that's my question mm. is, ought to have known. <coughs> yeah. Um, you didn't know, maybe, that there was mold growing in the back of these walls, but you've been dealing with flooding twice a year for 10 years. You ought to have known. I just wonder if they have a case there. They might have a case because yeah. everybody knows mold and water go hand in hand. In a dark place. Yeah. Because it's on the far side of the wall where, where it gets no light. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, I if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. And, and if you think you're the, the first one that's going to pull off the perfect crime scene. <laughs> but that being said, what if the sellers disclosed, hey, we've had this and we had it fixed. And then a year later, the mold comes out, or a few months later. Then what? Well, because they've, they've disclosed about the fix. But they never checked. But they didn't disclose about possible mold. mold. I don't know. Is it now the buyer's due diligence to perhaps check on check on that? If they, if right? And, and I would say from everything <laughs> I've read, yes, because caveat emptor, buyer beware. If they've been already um, made aware of a previous problem that got fixed, they, they need to be thinking of what could have been some repercussions from that problem. Exactly. And and finding out directly for themselves. Exactly. So this is where I say there the law is black and white. However, there is some subjectivity to it. Mm -hmm. Because again, buyer beware, you knew that there was an issue. Did you investigate further as to how was it fixed? Was it just it fixed from the exterior or did they pull the drywall off on the inside to have a look as well mm -hmm. yeah so ask I'll the throw. questions all right let's get into this next one because this next one is is pretty cool okay i mean it's pretty cool right here sitting here because i'm not <laughs> i'm not right in the middle of it <coughs> okay. in the heat of this issue but uh psychological stigmas mm. so now we're not talking about material latent defects or material patent defects. We're talking about psychological stigmas. What can you say about those? Psychological well, Like what stigmas. are they? What am I, what am I saying? Y <laughs> you're talking about like hauntings. You're talking about people dying in a house. You're, you're, you're talking about Port Hope Area Initiative. It's things that, that bother people psychologically, but it's not a material structural uh, it has no material or has no structural effect on the property itself. It just has to do with what has happened in the property. 
Um, who has owned the property in the past? Who has passed away in the property in the past? How was the property used previously? Um, those may or may not affect a buyer wanting to buy the house. Ha- I, I always go to hauntings because that's, that's a big one, right? Some people don't care. You, you, you go to them. I you go to them. For entertainment, for uh, kicks. 100%. Okay. No, I will tell you this. I, I call it my spidey sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm very, I'm very aware when I'm going into houses how my body reacts in a in a house, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, certain houses I'll go in and immediately I feel nauseous, my I get goosebumps, my skin is like crawling, um, and I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous. And sometimes I don't even want to say it out loud because I yeah, think my buyer just gonna, said it on air. I know I did <laughs> say it on air. What was I thinking? Um, but with a buyer. I don't want to say it because I don't know if they believe in that sort of stuff, if they believe in extra energy in the, in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. or what. So I try and keep that stuff to myself and then I'll walk out of the house and go, oh my gosh, something, something happened in this Mm -hmm. house because my body just reacted horribly or something happened in this particular spot in the house because my body senses went insane. Um, But that doesn't affect everybody and not everybody believes in that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So is that something you mention or you don't mention? So you're, you're saying you haven't put it in your in your branding? No. The, re- the, re- <laughs> the realtor with the spidey senses. That's right. It's nowhere nope. in my branding. Nobody's doing that yet, Jody. Not in, not in our area. I know, right? I, could, I've, I've got a niche marketing you could get a corner, tool here. <laughs> you could get a corner on this. So, yeah, and, and everybody's so different, right? Yes. What would bother... Uh, okay, what, what would bother you? Uh, as far as these... S- oh, okay, first of all, mm-hmm. first of all, before we go there, these are big deals, like a, a death, a murder, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe a criminal lives uh, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Um, these, are, these are big stigma deals. So naturally, uh, we're going to have to yep. disclose these, right? No, you don't. <laughs> this is where the yeah. onus is solely on the buyer. Buyer beware, buyer do your due diligence. Yeah. If you are somebody that cannot live in a house that somebody passed away in, whether it was a a good passing or a bad passing, you need to make your realtor aware that that is something that is important to you so that the questions can be asked. And on the seller side, it's up to them to honest or to answer honestly. This is very important. If the question is asked, and I always say, if something's important to you, ask it in writing so that you can prove later on if you find out later on that somebody may have fidged on the truth, Mm -hmm. um, then at least it's in writing. Then you've got recourse. If you don't ask it in writing, there's no proof that you asked. Um, So if living in a house that a murder happened is not something you want to do, or that uh, a grow operation was happening, or trafficking, or a gangster in your area, if those are important things to you, you need to ask as a buyer and the seller must answer honestly. All right. Well, Jody, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, when we come back, we're going to look a little bit more at these psychological stigmas and the uh, and, and, and what needs to be, what's, what's legally required for a seller and the seller's representative to say, 
and how can a buyer find it out because there's there's I think we could get into this even a little mm-hmm. bit deeper here so folks you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM truly local radio join us after this break more to come Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Rowdy Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host this morning is Jody Ledgerwood. And Jody, I had to, I had to, I had to stop you before the break. <laughs> um, I mean, you were on a roll because we were getting into mm-hmm. these psychological stigmas. Things, things that are not material. You can't touch them or, 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 or see them. But there's stigmas like death in a house, be it natural, like you said, Mm -hmm. or or murder or suicide. It could be hauntings or said hauntings. I mean, there's so many things. And and you were let's just Mm -hmm. keep going with what. And and I mean, I, I said, oh, we must have to tell people about that disclose that and i i knew perfectly well the answer is <laughs> no no and yeah so tell us more about the fact you know that the fact that okay so we've established you don't have to tell somebody about these psychological stigmas yeah. but um but what are the options now for a buyer uh, when when these when these items are important to them they really, you really need to have a discussion with your realtor about not only your needs and wants in a house, but your don't wants in a house. And don't wants do include the psychological factors. Um, if you are thoroughly opposed for whatever reason to living in a house that somebody passed away in, you have to speak up. You have to ask the question. A good way to find out is Google. Because sometimes it'll come up the address of a home. Internet search an address of a home. Exactly. Do do your own due diligence. That's it. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to get out of a deal 
because somebody passed away in and you found out after the fact. It, yeah. it, it's not going to happen. You're, you're going to be stuck. So if something is very pressing, very important to you, whether it be the, the actions in a neighborhood, whether it's a murder, whether it was a death, whether it's a haunting, um, whether it's radon, you have to ask those questions. And, and you have to be direct. And, yes. and, and don't make it verbal. No, writing. In writing, and maybe even on the offer, maybe make a, put a clause, a statement saying, uh, seller um, represents and warrants. This exact thing did not happen. So somebody gets an offer, a counteroffer. Mm -hmm. they, have, they always have three options. They can accept it, they can counter it, or they can just walk give away. up and walk away. Yep. So wh wh what are the options for a seller at the point when they're asked directly, be it in an offer or, or in our, an email, um, did ha has anybody ever been murdered in your home, say? What, what are their options, the seller or the seller's rep? Their only option is to answer honestly because if they fidge, they could, one, be liable to buy that house back from the buyer after the fact, should the buyer find out. Or two, there's a lawsuit on hand, or, or they can lose some sort of monetary value to, the, to that buyer because they lied. Um, so the, realistically, the only option they have is to be honest and hope that that buyer still wants to go forward. So in my reading... In my reading, that I've come across another option, mm. and that option is that if the seller instructs the seller's representative to not answer any stigma-related <coughs> questions, because the seller cannot lie. Correct. If that question is directed, the seller cannot lie. Yes. The seller's representative cannot lie but they can put everything right back onto the buyer and say, we are not answering any stigma-related questions. This is uh, buyer beware. You need to do your own due diligence. You're kidding me. That's and being allowed? And, and, that, and, and that is, uh, and I can't remember if that's Mark, Mark uh, doing that or if that's the uh, other lawyer or if that was Rico, but... Uh, you know, that is one option to say. Now, you're almost admitting guilt. Yes. If you say, no, um, I'm not going to answer that. As you a buyer, I would want to yeah, walk yeah. away. What If they're not going to be yeah. honest and answer that question, what else are they not being honest or yeah. not telling me about this house? Yeah. Another thing is uh, ask neighbors. Yeah, neighbors are a great source of yeah. information. I, if I see a neighbor out, especially if I'm still waiting for my buyer to arrive, I will talk to them. Well, I talk to everybody, yeah. but <laughs> I will talk to them and, and just ask, what's the neighborhood like? What are, what are your neighbors like? Is there, is there someone that people don't particularly get along with? How close mm -hmm. do they live to the house? What are the schools like? How much noise do you hear from the 401? Mm -hmm. Because, again, that's, that's a psychological thing, right? Some people don't care and but some people do. But that's measurable, though. I wonder with that one. It's measurable. If you, if you viewed a home... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something, I mean, it's not something you see, but it's our other sense. You should be able to hear 
Unless you were at th- viewing at 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sometimes you're at a house at a weird hour, yeah. right? Um, so the traffic's less, um, all of that sort of stuff. But that is all stuff that buyers need to ask. If, it, if it's important to them, they need to ask. Mm-hmm. Right? And same with factories in the area. Sometimes you go on a day and you smell and you hear nothing. And then you go on another day oh. and you're going, oh, my gosh, what is that horrendous yeah. smell? Yeah, yeah, R- roll up the windows. Right. So yeah. so uh, just from Rico, here's mm-hmm. something from Rico. Uh, uh, this was part of an Ask Joe article, yeah. uh, January 14, 2017. It says, a psychological stigma is a non-physical attribute of a property that may trigger a negative emotional response by the buyer. And in Ontario, there is no requirement to disclose the existence of stigmas to buyers. And then it further says, sellers are within, sellers are within their rights to sell a property for as much as they can. That said, a seller may not want, here we go, may not want a stigma known to the prospective buyers as it could affect the purchase price or reduce the number of prospective buyers. In this case, they may instruct their representative to not disclose a stigma. The seller's representative can't lie if asked a direct question, but they can decline to answer the question and suggest that the buyer's representative conduct their own search. So that's where I got it. Wow. That's right from... Rico. 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 There you go. I'm not making things up. You are not. Usually. (laughs) (laughs) Today you are being honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and we need clarification on that too, right? <laughs> yes. Always honest. Always, always. Always honest. And, and, and here's the thing we talked about earlier is multiple representation. Mm-hmm. It says because that complicates it now. Yes. So in that case, when you have the home listed and the buyer is working through you, which you can do well. Yes, you, you can. You can do well and yeah. you can do honestly with integrity. Um, but with this stigma, here's the complication. Uh, The issue becomes, uh, and this is from Rico as well, the issue becomes a little more complicated in multiple representation. Before a seller is asked to consent to multiple representation, it must be explained that any information about stigma will have to be conveyed to the buyer as part of the broker's duties to the buyer. And so if the seller objects to this, they better not do multiple representation. Exactly. Say if no. there's a stigma issue on that home. Yeah. So, realtors, if you have a listing and there's a stigma issue, you know, just stay away from a multiple representation. Unless, unless of course, that seller is... Willing to disclose. And, and I think most people are honest and say, this is the house. This is it. You know, because a stigma, it won't, it won't even affect a number of people. I shouldn't read this article. I said, this case study, I said I was going to oh, read. Oh, yes, you did say that I, at the I beginning. Did, I did say that. You dangled the carrot yeah. and then you pulled it. Okay. So, case study here, and this was um, uh, in an article by Sherry Elliott. Uh, she's a lawyer who often writes for REM online. Uh, case study, Wang versus Shale, and this is uh, 2019. And it reads, the most sensitive of stigmas murder was considered the seller's son-in-law have you heard this one yes i've read this one yes seller's son-in-law was murdered in a gang-related killing on the sidewalk outside the seller's house the publicity related to this killing resulted in seller's daughter having to change schools 
the seller purchased a home closer to the new school her daughter was attending. Seller put the property on the market. Seller's agent was asked by the seller, uh, the seller's agent was asked why the seller was moving and he said that he was informed it was because the seller's daughter had changed schools. Hmm. Truth. True. Part truth. Yeah. Uh, no further questions were asked and no further explanation was given. As part of the evidence provided in the resulting lawsuit, the seller disclosed that she was also moving for the safety of her children. The Court of Appeal reviewed all the evidence and the decision of the lower court judge and stated that the rule of caveat emptor applies to the purchasing of the property, so buyer beware. Mm -hmm. This means the buyer alone is responsible for checking the quality and suitability of the goods before the purchase is made. But there are exceptions. You cannot misrepresent and tell half-truths. Um, it says in the weighing, in, in weighing, the Court of Appeal, the Court of Appeal now found that the trial judge erred in law in ruling that the seller's answer to the buyer's question constituted a misrepresentation by omission and erred in the fact in finding that her answer to the buyer's question concealed a fact that the seller ought to have known was important to the buyer. So that got overturned. Mm -hmm. Because she didn't know that the murder was an important factor because mm -hmm. the buyer never asked, was there a oh, murder? Sorry. Oh, I'm messing this up big time. So the the first court, yes, you <laughs> the, are. <laughs> the lower the lower court said the the lower court said that it should have been disclosed. Yes. And then the upper court said no, no, no. You're getting into uh, a bigger can of worms unless unless that seller had been asked directly if there was an issue involving safety. Yes. Or if there was an issue involving killing. So the uh, Court of Appeal said, no, no, you, you didn't. You answered all right the first time. You're just getting closer to the thing. And, and the reason um, that the courts are saying this, um, I, I, the, the judge said, if the law were changed and required that upon being asked a general question, like the one asked, why are you moving? Mm-hmm. Then the vendors would have to disclose all their personal reasons and explain the causes for those reasons, even when they had no relationship to the objective value or usefulness of the property. The door would be open to a huge number of claims. It would be extremely difficult to determine where the line should be drawn Exactly. when you're trying to explain away your entire life. So once again, fully on the buyer do your work. Uh, ask the question you really want the answer to. Yeah. Let's finish off with climate change. Okay. Okay. And that's that's where we were actually <laughs> that's where we started. Started. Yes. So where where what are the concerns nowadays? Because this is a newer topic mm -hmm. in our industry. What are the concerns with climate change and disclosure? So they're now talking about, because we, most of us agree that climate change is happening, global warming is happening. Um, so properties that are on water, land is eroding, properties are flooding. Um, just look at our Coburg Beach. We've never had flooding in the Coburg Beach. In the last two years, it's flooded completely out. So now they're saying, what is the realtor's responsibility? Or the question is, what is the realtor's responsibility now with regards to global warming? Homes that have never flooded in their entire existence are all of a sudden flooding. What's going on? 
how much do we need to know about global warming and how it's affecting our particular areas that we work in and the houses in those areas and how the land lays. We're now experiencing sinkholes. Like how many roads mm -hmm. in Toronto have all of a sudden opened up and, and sank and houses? Houses that are built on marshes that have had fill brought in. How is global warming affecting those? Because it was already wet before. Mm -hmm. Are those houses going to sink? And we've seen three houses in Port Hope sink due to that very factor. So the big question is, is how is that going to affect realtors? And how much do we need to educate ourselves and about it, where we live? And is it latent? Is it patent? It, is, it, is it stigma? It, because it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So, uh, and so it's, it's like trends. It's like trying to predict. And, and, and you mentioned mm -hmm. floods because floods is a big one. And we can, we, with the water levels here, we can relate. But yeah. depending where you live, it could be, uh, it could it could be, be storms. Wildfires. Oh, wildfires, yes. And wildfires and, and anything. Jody, thank you for joining. And uh, if somebody is looking for a realtor, how... Or, or a realtor or me as a realtor. <laughs> a, a good realtor, being you. How can <laughs> they contact you? Or maybe they just want to talk more about uh, disclosure. Yeah. How can they talk? How can they contact so you? So you can reach me by cell or text at 905-269-7653. Or you can email me at jledgerwood at nhrealty.ca. And if you like this show, I recommend that you shower Jody and myself with gifts at any... No, just kidding. Gifts, <laughs> lots of love. Monetary <laughs> gifts are yeah. always good. Thank yeah. you very much. Likes on Facebook. <laughs> and, and folks, uh, seriously now, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me as well by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.